Welcome to episode two. We're going to talk about Red Summer 1919. This is Brandon, and this is Brandon's Black History. All right, here we are talking about Red Summer 1919. I wanted to talk about this uh, history because we are showing right now that if we don't talk about history and we sweep it under the the rug, uh, we will repeat it. Um, 101 years ago, 1919 was one of the biggest racial uh, tensions other than the Civil War uh, that we had in our country. And now that we fast forward to 2020, we are really, really repeating what happened then. You have people that are divided uh, over politics. You have people that are divided over uh, sayings such as Black Lives Matter or and All Lives Matter. Um, you had we are at a point in our country that nobody can sit and find common ground. We all want to be right, no matter what. You can't sit down and have a civil discussion. You can't have a a civil discussion on 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 Facebook or Twitter without being attacked by multiple people, no matter what side you're on. You know, uh, you, you you post something on Facebook, and people can't just scroll by. People have to comment, right? Like people have to say something. They have to put in their, their two cents. And then it, it, it turns into this huge argument. So I feel like right now, um, talking about 1919 and what happened then uh, will maybe open up some people's eyes as to what's going on now in 2020. Because... If we don't talk about it now, what's going to happen? The worst, the worst thing will happen. We don't want that. Nobody wants that. But there are some people out there that are that, that are hoping for a civil war. People are talking about a civil war. And you, you live in a country and you're talking about if you don't vote for my guy, I'm going to come after you. We're we're in a country right now that if you don't agree, I'm going to threaten you. And just, just, just think about the the gun sales right now. Think about the ammo right now, right? So gun sales and ammo when, uh, what, eight years ago, a little over eight years ago when Obama was in office because of the threat of them taking our guns away, which they never talked about and never did. Now you have those same gun sales and you can't find ammo because people are arming themselves for a war. You have people on Twitter, on Facebook, filming themselves. You have people asking questions out there, and people are saying, 
we're ready for a civil war. If my guy doesn't win, we're ready for a civil war. If my guy wins, then it is what it is. That's not the country that I remember. That's not the country that I remember growing up in, and I'm only 35 years old. If you aren't disgusted with that, then I don't know what to say. So we're going to talk about 1919. We're going to, this is a big part of our history that should have been taught. And now we are seeing right now in 2020 that if if we would have talked about it and people actually knew about it, then maybe, maybe people wouldn't be talking how they're talking now. But who knows, right? Who knows? But on the other hand, if you do teach it and you don't hide it, maybe you can make a difference. Maybe you you might be able to change some minds way back then instead of trying to change them now. summer 1919 racial tension in 1918 during world war one world war one was ending at this at this time there was a great migration from the south to the north 19 from 1916 1918 where over 400,000 african americans traveled north okay so there was a big job creation for african americans who were traveling north because soldiers were overseas fighting for for for, our, for other countries and for our country right so that there's this empty spot north for all of these factory jobs and mill work and warehouse jobs the economy was not great uh then right like the the economy was bad so look at look at where we are right now. 1919 the economy's bad, right? We're ending a war. In 2020 the economy is bad. We're not at war, but we still have some of that same stuff happening today. The African Americans were used as strike busters. Okay? So everybody knows what 
strike busters are. Everybody's probably heard the term scab uh, when uh, somebody crosses that picket line, somebody crosses that union line and goes to work. Uh, that's what they are. Well, businesses back then were using African-Americans to bust the unions and stop them from uh, from organizing and trying to get people back to work. But if you were overseas and you were fighting in your war, in the war, you came back and there, there wasn't a job for you. There was no job for you when, when you got back because it was filled by somebody else. So, so think about that. 1918, 1919, you're off fighting, you're off fighting, you come back and there's no job for you and the economy's down. So it's not like they're creating jobs either. So it's not like you can just go find another job. So then, so then we go into our, our veterans. How many times do they go to war and then they come back and there's no job? Right. Like we, we can't place them in a job. People become homeless. So here we are a uh, hundred and one years ago dealing with uh, part of the same thing that we're dealing with today, except for there's no there's no war. Right. So also. There was a pandemic going on. So right now we have COVID-19. They had a pandemic going on with the flu. Right? So economy's down. Racial tension is high. They have a pandemic going on, and here we are repeating the same history that we had then. It was the the Spanish flu then and COVID-19 now. So... With all of that, right? So, like, you you have the Spanish flu, you have COVID nineteen, you got racial tension, you have racial tension, <laughs> economy bad, economy now bad. People are struggling to make ends meet, and then another thing that is repeating now: white supremacy. You have a lot of groups right now that are coming out of of the woodwork and speaking up and not afraid to show their faces anymore. But in 1918, 1919, the KKK was that white supremacist group then. And during this time, they went on a killing spree. In the South, there were 64 lynchings in 1918. And there was 83 lynchings in 1919. 
That's just lynchings. That's not talking about all the other ways that they kill people then. These happen in cities such as Washington, D.C., Knoxville, Tennessee, Longview, Texas, Chicago, Illinois, Phillips County, Arkansas, and Omaha, Nebraska. So around the country, people are going to work and not coming home. People are leaving home and not showing up to work. People are going to the store and not coming back home. Why? Because they're being kidnapped and they're being lynched. They're being killed. What do we have going on now? What was the latest thing? The guy over in Iowa who knew the person, I believe they worked together, and his body was found burned in a ditch. By now, you should be able to uh, look at 1919 and 2020 and put them side by side. So, A big thing happened in Chicago. On July 27, 1919, there was a 17-year-old African-American boy named Eugene Williams. He was swimming with a friend in Lake Michigan. All right. So in Lake Michigan, there there was this um, unofficial barrier that separated blacks and whites. Okay. So while he was swimming, he crossed that unofficial invisible barrier that they had uh so now he was in what they would say the white side of the lake couple guys grab some rocks and start throwing them at him and his friend his friend got swam swam back and he was hit in the head with a rock and drowned knocked him out and he drowned right there There were no arrests after this happened. The the news spread quickly around Chicago. There were mobs that started showing up. African-American black people started showing up. More white people started to gather. So, So think about that. There's already racial tension. And then this happened. Now, we can go into a whole nother lesson about Chicago. Right? Like, there's, there, there's, if I wanted to just talk about Chicago in 1919, I could. I could spend a whole lesson on Chicago. So, the news spec spread quickly around town, around the city. And then you started having mobs show up. So during this time in 1919, after this Lake Michigan drowning, after this incident that occurred, (coughs) there were, in 10 months, in 10 months, more than 250 African Americans were killed In 10 months, 200 
and 50, more than 250 African-Americans were killed. There were riots across the country, 25 different cities who got arrested, who got in trouble, who was punished. No one. No one was punished. There was mobs in Omaha, lynches Negro on the newspaper. They attempted to hang the mayor. Does that sound familiar? So think mob in Omaha lynches somebody and then they attempted to hang the mayor. How about in Michigan? They're going to go kidnap the governor. And then they were planning on kidnapping the Virginia governor. So, so you have the white supremacist group, the KKK. You have the, uh, the uh, pandemic going on with the flu, the Spanish flu. You have a bad economy going on. You have the racial tension going on. Does 1919 sound a lot like 2020? You know, so hundreds of people died. Not just men, but there are women, children. There were people lynched, like like I talked about earlier. There were people burned alive. There are people beaten to death. There are people shot. They were burning people in the streets in mobs. And no one was being blamed for it. No one was being investigated for it. So so then at some point, People have to start standing up for themselves, right? People have to start fighting back. People have to change the narrative um, and and do something about it. So the new era of the black resistance, the gun laws that people did not know about, they start looking into, right? These other people are carrying guns. How come we can't? Black self-defense, right? Defend yourself with the weapons that the people are killing you with. You have black soldiers returning home who were fighting overseas in Germany. And here goes a quote from Harry Haywood. The Germans weren't the enemy. The enemy was right here at home. Now think about that. You go off, you go overseas to fight. You're helping the world. And then when you return home, your family, your friends, your people are being attacked and killed in the streets. What are they supposed to do? 
So in 1919, you had, like, like I said, the, the, the first black resistance, the, the new era of resistance, and that was defending yourself with the weapons, with guns. In the 60s, you had the Black Panthers who started self-defense, defend yourself with the gun. In 2020, you have a militia group called the NFAC that are defending themselves with the guns. We are repeating, I'll keep saying it, we are repeating what happened 101 years ago. Everything that I've talked about, you can see it in 1919. We are in 2020 and we are dealing with the exact same stuff. So then you had the the riots of San Francisco. You had the riots of Omaha. El Dorado, Arkansas. Longview, Texas. Ellisville, Mississippi. Vicksburg, Mississippi. Montgomery, Alabama, Charleston, South Carolina, Lake City, Florida, riots all over Georgia, Knoxville, Tennessee, Chicago, Illinois, Corbin, Kentucky, Washington, D.C., New London, Connecticut, Wilmington, Delaware, Norfolk, Virginia. You had riots all over, riots all over the country. What's happening this year? What's happening in 2020? We are not going in a direction that our country should be going. Our country is not going forward. We are not moving forward. If you listen to this podcast, listen to this episode, you'll see that we are going backwards. Not only going backwards, we are fast, we are rewinding fast backwards. If you do the research and look up 1919 and look up all that stuff, and then compare it to what's happening this year, you should be disgusted what, what you see right now. To have people talking about a civil war. To have the gun sales and the ammo sales that we have now. Is. A. Direct correlation to. What is being taught at school. What are the history books. Writing. And what are we trying to hide? Because as a as a kid, my history, right? If I touched an iron and it was hot, I wouldn't repeat that. So if we would discuss these issues at a young age, and we're able to understand and comprehend as we get older, we will put a stop to these issues right away. 
So I hope what you get out of this is that we need to change the way we are thinking right now, the way we are talking right now, because the last thing we want is the violence that happened 101 years ago. We do not want to see people killed in the street. We do not want to see houses burned down. We do not want to see uh, lynchings. Uh, we do not want to see mob action. We need to move forward. And moving forward means coming together. Coming together means putting your differences aside and finding common ground. Because once you can find common ground, you can do amazing things. So thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for the support once again. Um, if you are not following on Facebook or Twitter, episode one, I have all of that stuff there. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, you can, you can get it from episode one. If you need, if you want to send me an email and have any questions, you can send that to Brandon's black history at gmail.com. Uh, that is also on episode one as well. So thank you again. Thank you for the support and let's get this conversation going and let's try to bridge the gap between our differences. Thank you. Mm -hmm.